0: since the last episode, and I promise you that there's a valid excuse for all this. Uh, before we get going, I just want to um, talk about some of the changes that are coming up. Um, I've been hired to host and produce the new Gimme Radio podcast, which is going to be launching in November. So uh, the last uh, six weeks or so, I've been busy producing content for them at the expense of Everything Went Black but uh, you know, just ramping up, getting things together. And I just wanna give you guys a rundown on what that all is gonna to mean to us. So the topic episodes, which feature me and Randy Larson uh, getting deep into other music-related topics is now gonna be part of the Gimme Radio platform. So um, if you're interested in hearing me and Randy talk about Iron Maiden, uh, you know, Amphetamine Reptile Records, Henry Rollins and Black Flag and all that sort of stuff. And uh, checking out playlists that we're developing. You will be able to find that on the Gimme Radio podcast, which is going to be launching in November. So I'll be letting everyone know uh, when that's going to go live. And uh, if you guys can all do me a favor and subscribe when that stuff uh, starts hitting the the road. And uh, I would much appreciate that. So you'll be able to check out me and Randy on Gimme Radio. Podcast starting in November, and uh, in addition to that, I'm also going to be doing uh, interview episodes where I have guests. And uh, some of the guests we had, I uh, have been Aaron Turner, Steve Brotsky, Dan Lilker, Duid from Integrity, uh, Pig Destroyer. All that stuff's uh, in the can right now and awaiting release. So, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let everyone know. You know, if you follow me on social media, you guys will get um, you know updates on all that stuff, and I'll talk about it on this podcast as well. So uh, I'm real excited about it. Um, not sure if any of you guys, if all of you know, but I'm also a DJ on Gimme Radio, and uh, every two, twice a month, I have a playlist that goes up, and you get to hear me put together some of the tracks I've been into. And uh, me riffing on how that stuff is meaningful to me or whatever. So, also if you haven't checked out the Gimme Radio app, it's uh, something you can stream on your phone. And um, a lot of a lot of really cool, exciting news going on in that world. And uh, I'm real real happy to be part of that group. Really good bunch of people. And uh, looking forward to moving into the future with those guys. So now here at everything went black. Like I said, the topic episodes will now be part of GIMME. Um, The regular episodes, it's all just going to be Everything Went Black. I'm not going to differentiate between Man of the Silver Mountain and the regular Everything Went Black episodes where I have guests. It's all just going to be one thing sequentially on into infinity. So this is the first episode of the solo series on Everything Went Black. And it's just going to be me checking in with you guys talking about what I've been up to and why I've been sort of radio silent for the last six weeks. You know, the last episode was with Ben over at Metal Sucks and uh, that was a great time. Uh, Definitely a eye-opening experience talking to that guy. He was a lot different than I thought he would be. And uh, I'm sure we've met at some point over the past several years, but I don't have any recollection of ever meeting Ben before. And He was a super cool guy. Though we don't agree on everything i feel like that we found a common ground at least to agree on some things and uh you know he wasn't the villain that i thought he was so so there you go uh you guys probably disagree with a lot of the stuff i just said about ben but you know that's the beauty of this society we live in where we can all have our own opinions and uh you know that's something that i will defend that till the day i die is being able to have your own opinion and speak freely that's what this is all about so recently we just wrapped up a few dates with I hate God and the obsessed and uh, really cool time it was only two shows hopefully we'll be doing more stuff together down the line and um, yeah just really uh, really intense bands one of my favorites and um, actually speaking of I hate God uh, that's a band that's definitely had its ups and downs Uh, I think I started listening to them back in 1995 um, you know their their first two records in the name of suffering and take as needed for pain that was I think the only records they had out at the time and uh, the thing that hit me immediately about them was how they didn't really sound like anything I'd ever heard before I mean sure you know the easy the sort of easy comparisons would be oh yeah man these guys are into sabbath sure yeah. yeah there's like a heavy blues sabbathy thing going on but the deeper you get into the band and you kind of submerge yourself into the imagery and the vibe and just the lyrical content and just you know the whole atmosphere of the band it's um you know it's way different i think i feel In some ways, I feel like I Hate God is a punk band because of just the sort of uh, anti-establishment, you know, anti-cop, anti-government vibe that the band has. And, uh, you know, just the side two of my war influence on their whole sound. Um, You know, a lot of times people would say the same thing about the Melvins, how it was like, oh, yeah, the Melvins are just a Black Sabbath sort of disciple. But in reality, if you know anything about punk and old school punk music and hardcore, you'll see that the Melvins also are a band that is heavily influenced more by bands like Flipper and uh, you know the slower Black Flag sort of material. So when I listen, to I Hate God, I don't really hear the Sabbath. I hear the first thing I hear is like side two of My War, Black Flag. You know nothing left inside, uh, scream. You know damaged to you know super noisy discordant very intense lyrics uh, just like an overall nihilistic sort of viewpoint and then I'm I hear the blues element which 100% comes from Sabbath volume 4 I mean, the first four Sabbath records are definitely an influence on those guys but this the sort of um, know atmosphere I think is more of like a punk atmosphere and then of course live you have to take uh, give respect where respect is due to mr. Gigi Allen I think that Mike Williams will uh, undoubtedly give props to Gigi as an influence and um, I've spoken to Mike on this at some length Um, a while back there was a piece I wrote for revolver for Gigi Allen's birthday which included um, like a little excerpt of uh, something that Mike sent me to be included in the article about how much of an influence Gigi was on the early I hate God and how I I hate God some of the earlier shows are opening for Gigi Allen which if you can imagine that that's like a mind-blowing thing as well I mean just imagine seeing Gigi Allen with I hate God as the opening band it's amazing But as I said, it's a band that's had its ups and downs. Um, You know, member changes, original drummer Joey dying a number of years ago, Uh, Mike's incarceration, Um, you know, Brian Patton, the second guitar player quitting. Uh, I mean, I guess Gary has more or less been their solid bass player for several years now, but I remember every time I saw I Hate God through the 90s, there there was a different guy on bass but yet they persevered and they kept going and um, yeah, I find a lot of uh, inspiration in that and um, a band that's been able to weather the storm and kind of keep keep it together despite all of these obstacles that have been put in their way some of these obstacles arguably have been self-created but nonetheless they were able to survive and overcome and um, you know and even you know even like fan reactions to the band it's like you know in the early days in the early 90s i've seen i saw i hate god play in front of maybe 30 or 40 people you know, they were a very obscure band at that point then in the late 90s they had a, a pretty big peak then they kind of faded away and now they're enjoying a renaissance of new fans which i noticed at the shows that we just played with them there was a lot of young people at the show that probably were not around when the band first had its uh it's run. You know, back in the early 90s, a lot of these kids I feel like were probably about eight or nine years old. So, you know, they definitely didn't see them back in the 90s. So that that really gives me a lot of hope in younger people because being an old man like myself, I get very cynical about young people and seeing the things they're into and uh, the kind of weak ass music that they're into and the sort of lack of commitment and that kind of thing. You know, lack of heart like a lot of times, I see young people, and these are the feelings I get. But then, have an experience like this past weekend, where there's a, there's a lot of like, there's a new crowd that's like into this band that I consider to be, you know, an old school band that's ins- inspirational. So it was cool. I had a good time, and um, you know, I feel like I'm just starting to get to know those guys on a personal level. Um, you know, just. Once again, being a fan, I was very reluctant to approach people, you know. I know how I'd never want to come off as just like a fanboy. So, you know, in a way, I feel like having played so many dates together over the years, it sort of has given me this kind of disclaimer to be able to, like, be more friendly with the band. So um, that's all. That's my personal hang-up, I guess. But, But, yeah, just like a bunch of guys that are real easy to be on the road with crush every night, and it was just uh, the overall cool vibe, even though it was only two days. <clears throat> also on the bill was The Obsessed, which, you know, for those of you, shame on you if you don't know that The Obsessed features Wino, you know, one of the most prolific and influential uh, contributors to the American heavy rock scene. You know, Wino is like, you know, the term lifer, I believe, was coined to describe Wino's involvement in music. He's just a guy that's been around for a long time doing the only thing he seems to know how to do, which is write heavy rock music and tour. So it was definitely a bucket list thing for me to play with the obsessed. Um, that's yeah, a band that's whose roots go all the way back to the late 70s and uh were you know active in the hardcore scene believe it or not some of their earlier shows around the dc area were with bands like you know like black flag minor threat they were definitely these weird long haired guys playing you know hard rock music in front of hardcore kids you know and i think it was probably a long journey for them to actually find their audience and um, you know once again it's another band another guy who's had it's ups and downs who's had successes and failures um, you know trials obstacles a lot of those obstacles uh, were definitely created by himself but also he's shown the uh, gusto to overcome these things so uh, once again it was just like a really cool time being able to be on the road with these both of these bands even if it was just for two days so I find myself uh know in awe of them and feel very fortunate to have been part of that weekend so so yeah it was a good time and um like i said look forward to hopefully being able to do more work with these guys out on the road back to i hate god one of the probably if you were to press me to ask and tell me what pose the question to me what was One of the what was the best show you've ever seen in your life? I would have to say that it was Neurosis, I Hate God, and Dead and Gone in 1997 at the Middle East downstairs. And um, I actually told Mike about this night, and uh, he was like, I remember that show, you know, I remember that tour. You know, it was like Neurosis were at the top of their game. It was uh, the Through Silver and Blood era of the band, they were out supporting that record and um i hate god was on the bill as well on this tour and the opening band dead and gone who if anyone who's been listening to this podcast or is familiar with my dj sets over at gimme anyone who's been familiar with those things will know how much i love that band but that was the first time i heard them opening for for that tour and i was like wow this is like definitely some really cool stuff and i went out and i To the merch table and i bought their current record which was god loves everybody but you when i saw that title i felt like god loves everyone but me because i was going through an incredibly difficult time in my life um for all intents and purposes i was homeless i was living on the couch of some friends Uh, temporarily i guess pretty much living out of a gym bag Sleeping on the couch every night. And, um, you know, no, it was a very dark period. You know, not a lot of positive things were going on in my life at the time. Uh, So then this neurosis, I Hate God, then Goncho comes through town. And I'm like, yeah, I got to go to this thing. And um, I think that that was the best I'd ever seen I Hate God perform. I mean, they were just like this. Wave of dark intensity coming off the stage and um you know just Mike was breaking bottles and like cutting himself and like throwing stuff at the audience and it was just like this chaos, chaos was it felt like anything could happen that night with them playing and uh, you know I, I literally felt like I was in danger at some point you know and that sort of energy coming off the stage was definitely affecting the crowd and everyone was like In this like real heavy vibe and um you know after they were done playing i was like man who's going to come on after this and you know who's going to follow something like that you know i wonder if every night was like that this total destructive force of like violence depression and just pain i wonder if every single night was like that for those guys because I can't imagine playing 30 straight nights doing that every day. So the answer to that question is who can follow that? The answer obviously is Neurosis, and that was probably the best Neurosis set I'd ever seen that night as well. So I got to see two of my favorite bands perform two of their best sets in their entire career that night, at least from my perspective. And uh, yeah, it was just like an overall Transcendent evening for me And I remember you know the song Locust Star being played by Neurosis And feeling like That you know maybe tomorrow Would be a better day than today And that maybe like Going on was an option As opposed to just ending it You know because that was definitely During that period of time Those thoughts were entering my head About you know Taking my own life And like just ending all this pain That I was feeling And, uh, you know, that set made me feel like that was not an option and that to go on and keep moving forward was was the way to go as opposed to just taking the failure way out. And, uh, yeah, that was, like, um, one of those nights, man. And, uh, you know, it was was just, uh, I'll keep going back to that show when I talk about these two bands because it was, like, a very, very important evening for me. So... Anyway, enough of that. I'm real excited because uh, the fall is here. Slowly, we're getting starting to get this fall weather, and uh, even though the last couple of days have been brutally hot and humid, you can still get glimpses of autumn, and that means that Halloween is around the corner, which is my favorite time of year. And we got a new Halloween film coming out, a, uh, which I'm excited about seeing. We got Suspiria, which is coming out, and. Um, yeah, you know, for those of you who like horror movies you can head over to my other horror podcast called necromaniacs which i do with mike scandato and we'll be covering the oncoming halloween season by talking about those films in future episodes so that you know once again that was another <clears throat> podcast that kind of went a little bit on a hiatus while i was gearing up for all this gimme stuff so uh you know we'll be we'll be rocking and rolling with that again soon and uh you know, getting back into the swing. Hopefully, uh, the goal is to start putting out two episodes a month of that podcast. So, you know, me and Mike have been organizing ourselves, coming up with show ideas, and, you know, hopefully going to try to take this thing a little bit more seriously and just be more diligent about getting content out there you guys. And um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the intro and outro tracks for this episode reflect my mood about the uh, onset of autumn and uh the mightiest season of our four seasons i believe is autumn and uh i'm fully looking forward to jumping into the darkness of autumn and halloween and just feeling the changing seasons and um so yeah anyway i uh, just wanted to get at you guys real quick and i'll let you guys know what's going on and uh Got a bunch of cool stuff planned for the next few weeks, so stay tuned and we'll be getting more stuff out there to you guys. And uh, see you guys out on the road. Take care.